Hey, good morning. It's good to see you. It's good to be back with you as we continue talking about Stephen and his sermon before the religious leaders. Yesterday, we read how Stephen told, basically gave him a crash course in, in the first two books of the Bible. And I said it was going to take a turn. And so we're going to start today with 35. We're going to go 35 through 53. And we're going to see the turn Stephen makes. He recounts how God's been faithful to the people, how God's always been there, how God, as we said yesterday, God was the hero of the story. So today we're going to see what happens in the light of that. So we're starting with verse 35. This is chapter 7 of Acts, verse 35. It was Moses who they rejected. See what's the turn now? When they said, who made you ruler and judge? And whom God has now set as both rule and liberator through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He led them out, having performed wonders and signs. Signs and wonders, wonders and signs. We see it there again. In Egypt and at the Red Sea. And, the, and, and so do you see the wonders and signs? Do you see how he's drawing that, that, that Luke is drawing a parallel between the wonders and signs, the signs and wonders we see in the Old Testament to what we're seeing now? Remember, this is not a new story. Luke is trying to connect what happened in the Old Testament to what's happening now. And so the early church, they're not doing something different. They're actually fulfilling what started in the Old Testament. So signs and wonders in the Old Testament, signs and wonders now. So anyway. We perform wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea in the wilderness of 40 years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up a prophet for you from your own people as he raised me up. Okay, he's going to raise up a prophet. He is the one who who was in, with the, in the congregation in the wilderness when the angel spoke to him in Mount Sinai with our ancestors. And he received living oracles to give us. Our ancestors were unwilling to obey him. Instead, they pushed him aside. In their hearts, they turned back to Moses, saying to Aaron, May God for us who will lead the way for us. As for this Moses who led us out from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has happened to him. At that time, they made a calf and offered a sacrifice to the idol and reveled in the works of their hands. But God turned away from them and handed them over to worship the host of heaven as is written in the book of the prophets. Do they all, do you offer, do you offer to me slain victims of sac and sacrifices 40 years in the wilderness O house of Israel? No, you took along the tent of Moloch and the star of your, of your God Rapan, the images you made to worship. So I will remove you beyond Babylon. Our ancestors had the tent of testimony in the wilderness and God directed them when he spoke to Moses, ordering him to make it according to the pattern he had seen. Our ancestors in turn brought it, in with Joshua, where they disposed of the nations God drove out before our ancestors. And it was there until the time of David, who found favor with God, and asked that he might find a dwelling place for the house of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built the house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made with human hands, as the prophet said. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What type of house do you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Do not my hands make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears. You are forever opposing the Holy Spirit. This is your ancestors used to. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They killed those who foretold the coming of the righteous one. And now you have become his betrayers and murderers. You are the one to receive the law as ordained by angels, yet you have not kept it. Okay. So what's happening here is Stephen saying, we saw how God was at work. And then we see the, the, the signs and wonders. And we see that Stephen's saying, just like they rejected Moses, and just like the ancestors we see in the middle, that God turned away from them and handed them over to the worship of the host of heaven, is written, 
Do you offer these, these sacrifices? No, you took the tent of Moloch. I'll remove you beyond the Babylon, beyond Babylon. We see that God, that, 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 that Stephen's saying in the same way as your ancestors rejected God, you now are rejecting the move of the Holy Spirit. That in the same way the Spirit was moving among Moses. And Moses said, I'll one day, one day a prophet will be raised up who will deliver. That the Spirit was at work in Moses, in David, Solomon, Joshua, and the people rejected. They were doing much the same. And so there is a um undo the people in that moment. They said, we know we're the people of God. We know we are. How? We have circumcision that shows we're God's people. True. We have the temple. And because we have these things, we know we're God's people. But what, what Stephen's calling the people to understand, I think, is more important as important as circumcision is, as important as baptism is. These are signs of the covenant. But what truly matters is not just the sign of the covenant but it's the spirit that dwells within us. And as holy as the temple is, because it was a place of worship, a place of sacrifice, he quotes David, heaven is my, I'm sorry, quotes the psalmist, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What type of house are you built for me? As important as that physical location is for worship, it's not where God lives. And I think it's important for us to realize that is important as our baptism is. We said yesterday, big deal, sign of the covenant, big honking deal. As important as sacred space is, the temple here, sanctuaries, spaces dedicated to worship, as important as sacred as those are. What matters the most is the Holy Spirit within us. What matters the most is the presence of God within us. So the people were too reliant upon the physical things like the temple and the things you could see like circumcision and were going through these motions and relying upon these things and not truly seeking the spirit. And because they weren't seeking the spirit, because they weren't truly seeing God, they then were rejecting the movement of the spirit and the movement of God we saw here. Because they were saying, no, 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 you're, you're, what is it? What, what, what did they accuse Stephen of? It, they they said um uh in in ver in, in chapter five I'm sorry in chapter six it says um does this man ever stop saying things against this holy place and against the law so Stephen's here saying no no I'm not saying this that was verse six verse uh, thirteen um he says I'm not saying unholy things about the space or about the law what I'm saying is that the law and the space they're there. Not for their own, but they're there to point to the one who is there to save us. The point of the law and the patriarchs and the Old Testament is to point to Jesus. The point of the temple and the worship that happens there is to point to Jesus. These things don't exist in and of themselves and they don't exist for themselves, but they exist to point us to Jesus. And I think that's where we have to look, y'all, in our own life. We don't read the Bible just to read the Bible. We don't read the Bible only for knowledge. We read it to point us to Jesus. We come to worship 
to know and be pointed to Jesus. We serve to serve Jesus and to point others to Jesus. You, you stiff-necked, uncircumcised of heart and ears, you are forever opposing the Spirit, just as your ancestors did. You received the law was ordained by the angels that you have not kept it. They had the law. They had the temple. But they missed the point. The point was to be led to follow the Spirit. The point was to receive Jesus. You're watching this on Facebook or YouTube. Maybe on your iPhone or Android. Maybe listen to a podcast. I, I don't know how you're listening or watching this, but you are somehow, hopefully. Maybe reading this as a transcript. You know, we've got so much. There's churches on every corner. You can you can read the entire Bible on your phone in a moment's instant, moment's notice. But all this stuff, y'all, it did, doesn't do us any good unless we understand the point of it all. Unless we understand why we have it and why God's given it to us and what it's truly about. It doesn't exist for itself and frankly doesn't exist for our knowledge, if you will. But it exists to point us to Jesus. So, that's why we do these things. My prayer, that's that's why I won't, that's why I've all, you've heard me say, my church folk have heard me say this for years, and I mean it. There's one thing I really want my folks to do, it'd be to read the Bible consistently. Because when we read the Bible, we experience grace, and we experience grace, we're drawn closer to Jesus. That's what this is about, y'all. It's there to point us to Jesus. So let's not let's not miss the point. Let's not lose the plot. Let's allow it to point us to Jesus and to know him and to make him known wherever we are. So today, all that we've got, everything he's given us, is for that reason, to point us to Jesus. Well, um, I'm going to surprise you. Stephen's sermon did not go over well. The uh, We'll read this tomorrow. When the stiff-necked people uncircumcised of hearts you killed the prophets like your ancestors. They did not receive that word well. And we'll see tomorrow how that goes for our guy, Stephen. But um, anyway, join us tomorrow as we read uh, chapter 7, verses 54 through chapter 8, verse 1. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your day.